0: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 7 of Under the Wig. I'm Jasmine Arnell Smith.
1: And I'm Hannah King.
0: Our episode today is brought to you by MSLS and the College of Law. The College of Law offers the largest range of flexible, practical legal training programs in Western Australia. With online, part-time and full-time study options and more than 10 start dates, you can fit PLT around your schedule. Google the College of Law to learn more.
1: In today's episode, we sat down with Pia from the College of Law and AJ, a previous alumni, to talk about what happens when you graduate from law school. They tell us all about practical legal training, what it involves, and why the College of Law is the best provider in Western Australia. If PLT seems like a mysterious next step, listen in to learn all you need to know.
2: So if you guys would just like to introduce yourself and tell our listeners a bit about who you are. So my name is Pierre Castelli. I'm the national director of cooperative programs at the College of Law, and I'm based out of the WA office. Um, in a previous life, I was a lawyer. I'm still technically a lawyer, and I practice primarily in human rights.
3: <laughs> my name is Ajay Sahota. I'm currently employed at Citizens Advice Bureau as a junior lawyer, and. Uh, My history mainly is in um, working at community legal sectors in child protection. Right. Okay.
0: Really interesting. And so I guess if you could just explain to us, Pia, what actually is PLT? What does it stand for? What's involved? What on earth is it?
2: (laughs) Absolutely. So PLT is practical legal training. And essentially, we are the icing on the cake that is your legal education. So you will spend three, four, five, six years learning about law, the academic side of law, jurisprudence, how to think critically, but you don't really learn how to then put that into practice and be a mm, lawyer, mm. and that's where PLT comes in. So we teach you how to write a letter to your client, how do you interview a client, how do you appear in court, how do you draft a memo to your supervisor, all of those really practical Uh, useful day-to-day skills that are absolutely essential to be a lawyer. Um, And it is a required qualification. Back in the old days, you might have heard of something called articled clerkships, Mm. and that was the sort of old way that people would train. They'd finish their law degree and then they'd do their one-year articles Mm. and then they'd get admitted and become a restricted practitioner. Um, In about the last 10 years... WA has moved away from that articles model and practical legal training has replaced articles. And that's just to make sure that everyone's getting quite a consistent uh, training in order to prepare them for being a lawyer because ultimately our job is to sort of protect the public and we have obligations there to make sure that we're not putting people in danger.
1: (laughs) So kind of carrying off that, when do you start your practical legal training?
2: Excellent question. Now, the simple answer is that most people start their PLT once they've finished their law degree. You can actually start your PLT whilst you are still doing your law degree. So long as you've finished your Priestly 11 and you only have one or two electives left.
0: So on that then, is it kind of flexible when you can start or are there certain sort of intake periods months or parts of the year that everyone starts together
2: absolutely so with the college we generally have at least one start date every calendar month of the year Mm. so essentially whenever you're ready to start your plt there is a course that will never be more than a few weeks away from starting whatever you'd like to do whenever you'd like to start there will be a college
0: course ready for you. Yeah, awesome. And so AJ, did you start during your degree or was it when you finished that you started PLT? I started after I completed. And so
1: then how do you enroll in practical legal training?
2: That is really simple. So you just go onto our website and you find the course start date in the course location that works for you and you complete the enrollment form.
0: Yeah, all right, easy. And so you mentioned then just that there are some big firms that come to the college in order to give their graduates that PLT. Uh, How does that sort of work then in terms of like enrolment? Do the people usually then go through the firm and the firm just sorts that out or do they still need to individually come to you?
2: Absolutely. Well, most of the firms give their graduates a choice. If the graduates would like to start early or they'd like to defer then they can enrol in a course independently Mm.
0: Um,
2: and then a lot of the firms will reimburse some or all of the PLT costs if you do things that way. But if you are coming with your firm's PLT course and you're going through the program as a graduate, as part of your graduate program with the firm, then we create a dedicated course specifically for the graduates mm. in that course and your learning and development contact at your firm will re- provide you with a specific enrolment link that you'll need to enrol in. Okay. okay, right. Yep.
0: Yeah, interesting. And so I guess keeping in mind as well as a bit of side note, students that maybe don't want to jump straight into practising law out of uni, maybe mm. want to go do something else and then come back to it, is there a time frame that you need to complete PLT within graduating at all or is there a bit more there flexibility is. there? So,
2: is- so there is something called a stale degree provision mm. and in Western Australia and most other if not all other jurisdictions in Australia, the local admitting authority. So in Australia, in WA, the legal practice board has said, you must be admitted within five years of the conferral of your law degree. Mm. So that means that you must have completed all of your PLT and gone and got admitted within five years. And then usually how long does it actually take to complete your practical legal training? It all depends which course you're enrolled in. So if you enroll in one of our full Time courses, then the coursework component is 15 weeks, and during that, you also need to complete 75 days of work experience. If you enrol in our part time course, then that's 30 weeks of coursework and you have the work experience. But when it comes to work experience, there's quite a few different options there Hmm.
0: um,
2: and different lengths of work experience. So the short answer for how long does PLT take is that it can be done in as little as 15 weeks if you're doing the full-time course or 30 weeks if you're doing the part-time course. Uh, But your work experience might make that longer.
0: Yeah, I guess also just jumping back, and it's probably all with there's so much flexibility that I guess it's not an issue. But for companies then that don't have any sort of like grad program, Mm -hmm. like for example, like my work at the
1: Office of Director of Public Prosecutions, we don't have a grad program, so you have to be a like an actual an admitted lawyer to work. So how does that kind of work then in terms of um what they what you guys recommend and how you can do that if you haven't got. A job because you're hoping to work at a firm that only lets you in let's you <laughs> yes. when you're admitted. Yeah.
2: So there are... The majority of our students don't come to us on a, in a firm-specific mm. arrangement. Okay, yeah. Um, most of our courses are just av- are available to anyone who wants to enrol. Whichever course you'd like to be in, you're guaranteed a place. Yeah. If there's a lot of demand in that course, we just put on additional streams. Okay. So my recommendation to anybody out there who is coming to us outside of a SET grad program is choose the course that works for you, choose the study mode that works for you, um, enroll and go from there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cause I guess that's the thing you can be doing sort of any part-time or full-time job. You pick the course that works, you can just smash it out. If you can do full-time, that's 15 weeks or something. And then and then you're qualified and then you can apply for grad programs that are maybe more restricted to those who actually have their PLT. So yeah, no, I think that's really interesting to know. Cause I think a lot of people get stuck in the thought that maybe it's something you need to complete when Whilst you, you're at work and yeah. people can often view as well, they're like, oh, if I don't get a grad position at the, like, the big firms, do what next? do I do? Yeah. You know, oh, so. no, the
2: majority of people don't get grad positions yeah. at the big firms. Yeah. And that isn't a job for everyone. Yeah. There's a lot of obviously prestige in working for the big firms, but that's not what everybody mm. wants. No. And so yeah. that wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't work for a big firm. I didn't even apply for big firms yeah. in my last year. And I think there's yeah. not enough credit given to the opportunities out there. There are so yeah. many yes. opportunities, yeah. and there really is something for everybody. Yeah. You just need to be open yeah. to those opportunities. Yeah. So I guess yeah. it's
0: good to know it's, it's not like PLT can be viewed at all as a restriction to where you go. It's like, look, it can no. work around you. It can work around where you want to work, and and yeah, you, what can you, can you want to make do. it flexible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: End of the day, every new lawyer
0: has to do PLT. AJ then did you do it part-time or full-time? I did full-time. You did full-time yeah and how did you find that because were you working at the same time as well how did you sort of find that balance because I think that's a question that pops up a lot people get really freaked out that they're like well now I'm full-time working but you're telling me I still need to keep studying what's going on there so how did you kind of balance that?
3: It was very easy, actually. I didn't find it because the course structure while uh, of p l t is very different to um while you're at uni. It's more practical. it's drafting letters or yeah. letter of advice, so it's like uh, you know spending extra hour at work, yeah, so and the, all my lecturers they are practitioners as well
0: mm, okay. and
3: uh, you know they were very helpful and the uh, and they're very flexible as well okay. for example they understand that you work as well you go to family and work so yeah. they were. it's not like a uni so they are very lenient yeah. Um, you can ring them or contact them anytime or if you are unable to submit your assignments so yeah. they understand and you can submit when you get a time when yeah. you're able to okay yeah. I think that will comfort a lot <laughs> of
0: people who are really freaked out by the idea of that then
2: and I'm just going to make a proviso we yeah. don't recommend that you do the full-time yeah. course if you're working full-time
0: okay people but-
2: can do it but we want you to have a balance Yeah. And we don't want you starting your career and burning out before you've even gotten started. So we do recommend that if you're working full-time that you do the part-time course.
0: Are you able to change halfway through? Like if you started full-time full time -time or part-time and then found things either got too hard or you could handle it that you can switch to the other course? Yes, you can always
2: transfer between courses. Yeah. So there is a transfer fee associated with courses and it can be waived in certain circumstances if Mm. there's, for example, health issues or financial mm-hmm. issues there. Um, And you can transfer up to three times. So when it comes to the structure of PLT, there are three components of it. And the first is the coursework. And that's what you can choose to either Mm. do full-time or part-time. And that's what AJ said that he did in, he did the full-time model. And the second component is work experience. And when it comes to work experience, there are three different options available at the moment. The first is your standard work experience option where you complete 75 days of work experience. Um, And one thing to bear in mind is that those of those 75 days work experience, you can actually complete up to 60 of those days before you start your PLT. So in your last two years of uni, if you do any clerkships or you do any work experience or you're working as a paralegal or as a law clerk, you can actually claim the vast majority of your work experience before you even start PLT. Um, So let's say you're doing the full-time course. And when you're doing the full-time course, because we don't encourage you to study and work full-time, we only let you claim up to two days a week of work experience, which means you can't actually get 75 days of work experience while you're completing your 15 weeks of coursework. Mm. But if you did work experience before you started your PLT, um, you can complete the entire course in 15 weeks. If you didn't do any work experience before you started your PLT, then obviously it's going to take you a little bit longer than the 15 weeks because you'll have to finish the rest of your 75 days at the end.
0: Okay. So you can sort of what complete your coursework during that 15 week period whilst you're doing your two days a week of work experience yes. and then your coursework will end and you'll just continue, continue. on with your work experience until yes. you've hit the threshold and then you're good. At that exactly. Point. Right. Or if okay. you
2: don't have work experience, when you're doing your coursework, you can go and do your work experience at a later time. Yeah. You've got four years from starting your PLT to completing all of the components of ah. your PLT. Okay. So If you are working in banking and you do your PLT because you're thinking you might want to go and be a lawyer in the future, but you don't want to take time away from your job now. In two years' time, you can go and do some work experience and then get qualified as a lawyer at that Uh, point and finish your PLT. Okay. Uh, That two-day-a-week restriction doesn't apply in our part-time courses, Uh, but you can go and claim work experience from pre-PLT in the same way in the part-time course.
0: Yeah, okay, right. That makes a lot of sense. And so I guess people realize there's probably quite a few providers currently in WA, I think we're at three maybe or something. We've got we have four in WA. Four in WA now, right. Okay, yeah. And so I guess going to a bit why College of Law, maybe for AJ was something that you selected to do College of Law, was that because it was something that your workplace chose or was that like
3: a personal decision? No, it was my personal Mm. um, decision and – a recommendation from friends as well. Yeah, I okay. um, Because of the flexibility. I know, like, you know, some did, I don't want to name, but they were very firm about the the structure right. and the work experience. Mm. So there was no flexibility. And um, I wanted, like Pia said, that I wanted to take a few months off. Yeah. And I want to finish my course in November and I started in February. So
0: Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. So got a nice break there, and so yeah, that flexibility then is what made you pick college of law mostly, right. right? Okay, yeah, no, that's good to know. And then,
1: so jumping back to the work experience as well, AJ, did you use any of the ability to claim hours, and did that help you with your PLT? Or yes,
3: I was working from my second year, so it was easy mm. for me. I got um, done more than. 100 days, but, you know, you know, that you need to do 15 concurrent days. Yeah. Yeah, so I got a credit for my, like, work experience at um, course chambers at Coast where I was working, like...
0: And how did you actually define the whole experience of PLT in general? Was it what you expected or sort of where were you in, like, let's say, I don't know, fourth, 30, or fourth year or whatnot that maybe did you know much about PLT before then or did you have any assumptions about it that were then kind of changed? Uh.
3: It was uh, better than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, Because I was doing the same thing, like, towards because I was working as a paralegal. Mm. And uh, it was more uh, like, you know, it's different to if you're not working or if you have not worked at a law firm before, then it will be. Uh, a little bit of shock or not shock like a new it's thing, a bit maybe. new yeah yeah, and yeah. you will be doing at uni you do research essays and hey like sometimes you ask to do some little bit of research At, at like you know you will, your supervisor will be asking at work but it's not mm. like a long research essays yeah it's mainly practical the you know the work you will be doing as a junior lawyer and I still sometimes use you know the um, for for example if done better i will save as a president so those mm. letters or orders as a president
0: yeah and yeah it's like a good template to use then is it like yes, yeah, yeah sort of what you've got yeah no awesome
1: um and then for pia what makes the college of law such a good provider compared to like other options for completing your practical legal training
2: absolutely i think aj really hit on what sets us apart that flexibility Mm. so with the college you have the option to start the course whenever you want to start the course Mm. and you can choose full-time or part-time you can choose how much work experience you do you can choose are you going to do your lawyer skills workshops face to face or virtually Mm. Um, do you want to study only in the evenings or do you want some commitments during business hours right Um, yeah do you want to switch your option partway through the course. Yeah, Um, These are all of the things that um, the college can offer. And I think the other thing that really makes the college an amazing place to come and learn is the people. Mm. So like AJ also said, there is that flexibility there. If you have something else going on, we know that everybody is balancing personal lives and study commitments and work and Mm. looking for jobs and a whole bunch of other things Um, we get that so we will always be flexible with due dates Um, we like to sort of treat you like a new lawyer Mm. so in work in, in your paid employment if you had been delegated a piece of work that you weren't going to be able to get completed by the due date you go to your boss, you say, Look, I can't get this done. Could I have two extra days, two extra months, however long you need? Mm. And the response is yes. Yeah. And it's the same as that with the college. So we will always be flexible. We will always accommodate your needs. Mm. Um, and we're just, we're, good listeners yeah yeah so we really pride ourselves on that pastoral care and that ability mm. to sort of support okay. you with whatever you need so if you were a student who had no work experience mm. and was finding it a little bit overwhelming making mm. that transition from law student into thinking like a lawyer we can sit down with you one-on-one with your lecturer we can answer all of your questions yeah. and we can yeah. provide you with that little bit more tailored support okay. but if like AJ you've done a lot of work experience you know exactly what a letter of advice should look like and you can go and do it on your own then you do it on your own and yeah. we give you our feedback when you're done.
3: can I add um, why like you know what makes a um, um, college of law best option Uh, one is I find like oral exam Mm. because someone like me I never finish my exam because I'm don't I'm not like I don't have touch typing mm. and I don't like um, writing fast. Or, yeah. So it was oral exam while you sit online. It's online right? and yeah. someone will ask you a question face-to-face and okay. uh, you answer then and there and it will be over in 40 minutes.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that sounds really good. And I guess as well my other question, obviously we're sitting currently in like the actual College of Law. So in options of like face-to-face learning, how does that sort of structure work? When are people coming in? Yes. Well,
2: I might... Just- jump in first yeah. and then I'll hand over to AJ and he can speak about his particular experience. Yeah. yeah. So prior to COVID, the requirement was that all of the courses involved five days of face-to-face workshops delivered out of our custom-built campus here right. in the city. Yep. You'll see that the federal mm. court buildings across the road yes, were really yeah. well situated. Um, and those five days of workshops covered really practical hands-on skills. So you do how do you navigate an ethical decision in practice, Mm. how do you interview your client, um, client advocacy. Then we would also do well-being in practice, negotiation and dispute resolution, uh, writing and drafting, and problem-solving and risk management Mm. over those five days. So that was the only option prior to COVID. When COVID hit, obviously, um, we had to switch that to virtual. yeah. Uh, Now we offer the option. So some of our courses will start with five days face-to-face here at the college or down at Murdoch. We also offer Uh, face-to-face options from the Murdoch campus. Yeah, Um, And then some of our courses will be virtual. So you choose the option that works best for you. After that initial five days, the remainder of the course is virtual. So the oral assessments that AJ talked about are all via video conferencing, one-on-one with a... WA legal practitioner with at least five years of experience. Mm. Um, and all of the sort of tasks that you have to complete, they do have due dates, but you complete them when and however suits you. Mm. So it's all very flexible and mm. it's really that five days up front. For people who might be working full-time and can't get that five <sighs> days off work. We also offer an evening course where those five days of workshops are spread out. Um, across a number of sessions in the evening from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., and right. all of your oral assessments will also be scheduled in the evening to work around your um, work commitments.
3: Right, perfect. Yeah, so I did initial um, five days at um, Murdoch University, Yeah, College of Law, Pia was there as well, right. and other lectures. Oh, one of us um, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <I was laughs> looking at you, Pia. We're going to get a rating yeah. now. Have, um, <laughs> I think um uh, retired judge as well. We the, the magistrate.
2: Yes, yes, I think so he Paul was who you uh, had. I think, I think.
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: we have a few ex um magistrates yeah. on our teaching
0: team. Oh,
3: that's that's that's, cool. that's really yeah. cool. That's really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. and, really good. Good. and it, it was really good to know your, um, um you know, course like students who will be studying with you, and mm. because um, you will be doing uh, assignments with them. Okay. Yeah, for employment law, you need a uh, like a two um do an assignment in a group. Yeah. Okay. So it was good to know them and we still, like, you know, even we have not met them at uni. Yeah. So it was good to know them and uh, yeah, still close.
0: Yeah, good to have that face-to-face, yeah. I guess, to meet the people that you're going to be doing with it. Mm-hmm. So I guess moving on to the assignments because that's probably the other part. So I guess yes. we've heard that the exams are, are done online just – orally speaking and answering some questions. Yeah. So what are the assignments like then? So obviously there's group assignments and there and are well. some group yeah.
2: assignments because that ability to collaborate and work with our yeah. lawyers is a really yes. essential part of being yeah. a practicing yeah. lawyer. Yeah. We don't work in isolation. Mm. Um, and so there are some group tasks. Most of the tasks are independent though. And yeah. so they're designed to mimic real-life practice as much as possible. You will get some sort of communication from your supervisor saying, here's the client file, here's a particular piece of work I'd like you to do. Um, and this is when I'd like you to do it by. Yeah. If there's a particular template or precedent document that you should use, we provide you with that. We also provide you with a library of relevant resources that you might want to look at. And you oh, can okay. pick and choose how much of those resources you rely on in producing your work. Right. And so some of those tasks might be um, a video explaining an ethical dilemma that you've been faced with in practice mm. and how you're going to navigate that and the particular professional conduct rules that come into play or it could be um, you conduct a negotiation with another student and write up a memo of that Mm. negotiation or you are writing a statement of claim or a a contract for the sale of a piece of property Property. or really um, everyday tasks of a lawyer And once you've completed that piece of work, you upload it into the learning management system and your lecturer, who Mm. is a local WA practitioner, will provide you feedback. Okay. And that could be um, an audio feedback. It could be a document markup saying you've done this really well. In practice, you'd probably do it this way. Here is a little bit of insider knowledge I've got for you. Um, Yeah. Great job. Excellent. Move on to the next task. Or if you haven't quite hit the mark, you haven't produced a piece of work that is to the standard expected of a new lawyer yeah then you'll be asked to resubmit okay and i would say that probably 95 percent of our students are asked to resubmit at least one piece of work
3: oh okay, it doesn't
2: okay. but by, by any means mean a failure right even yeah. as a practitioner with many years of experience when you go and see your supervisor they will generally always change something, change something. about your document yeah and and that process of taking on board feedback, improving your work and then producing it again actually really helps to solidify that knowledge and build yeah. on your skills. Yeah. So it's a learning opportunity um, to be able to resubmit work. And then that way, when you get into practice, you have that level of confidence that you know you're not going to be making a fool of yourself because Mm. you've made the silly mistakes in the safe place that is your plt and now when you've got a real client on the line you know what's expected of you yeah okay so if you do
1: if you do get asked to resubmit how many times can you resubmit before there's kind of like a fail never never no, ah,
0: you perfect. never fail. <laughs> so AJ, how did you find that it compares to uni assignments? Because I think, again, that's the other part that freaks people out. Is like, oh, no, I now need to do several more weeks <laughs> of what I've already been slaving away doing. Yeah. Did you find that it was like, I mean, obviously you had the work experience, but even notwithstanding that, did you find that it was just felt a lot more practical in some ways and just a lot more of a learning experience as opposed to a graded one?
3: <laughs> yes, I think... Um- if you are concentrating, uh, like, you know, you are a good student at uni mm. and you're, like, I had experience, I was working. So it was very easy for me. It was very practical, like I've already said. And the uh, exams, they were based on your on the the work you submit, like assignments you mm. submit. Yeah. Mm. So it wasn't like you expect what kind of questions they will be asking. Because they yeah. will be, um, yeah. you know, for example, you gave, uh, like, like, said, that... It, uh, you submit a letter of advice or memo to your supervisor and they will be asking, pretending um, you, they are the, your supervisor, like, you know, why you give yeah. this advice and how you came up to this conclusion, things ah, like that. Okay, yeah. so the okay.
0: exam is is it what sort of a bit of a continuation in some way of the assignments and just more of, like, yes. reflection on yes. your yes. thought yes. process and, uh, there. Ah, okay. That and if sense. you're, like,
3: you know, um, paying consideration to the... Uh, your lecturer's feedback yeah yeah so they will uh, drop you an hint or like a hint uh, about the exam or yeah yeah.
2: when it comes time for your oral assessment you choose the time slot that you book in for Mm. and if you're not available then you can do a catch-up assessment at another time yeah so there is is that flexibility there
0: yeah Um, Yeah. on the matter of it like being graded so it's not just pass and fail so you do get A mark? You do. So
2: when you complete the individual pieces of work throughout the subject, that's just either competent or not yet competent and you have to be competent in all of those pieces of work before you're eligible to sit your oral assessment
0: right okay your
2: oral assessment then is marked okay and so you get a rubric there's six different categories and you get your standard sort of f to hd spread across each of those rubric categories and that gets you to right a standard mark at the end of the assessment
0: that makes sense all right
1: So kind of how many units or like modules are there that
2: you complete during your practical legal training? There are in total seven units. Five Mm -hmm. of them are compulsory. So that's your lawyer's skills unit, which is your five days of workshops. Okay. Okay. Then you go into ethics and professional responsibility, civil litigation, property practice, and commercial and corporate practice. Those are the five Mm -hmm. um, set units. And then you can choose... Two of the eight electives on offer. okay. Okay. And those electives are admin law, banking and finance, consumer law, criminal law, environment and planning, employment law, family law, and wills and estates.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. So I guess you can really narrow it there then if you're already working somewhere at a firm that specializes in wheels and estates or a corporate firm you have okay. that flexibility to be like yeah. okay now this is what i want to kind of hone in on yes so if you're doing like a graduate thing with let's say one one of the big firms that are generally all mm-hmm. going to be corporate is that are those electives sort of decided for yeah. you in their own program then
2: so most of them narrow down the electives that you can choose right yeah. so okay. the large commercial firms generally don't allow their grads to choose criminal law family yeah. law or wheels and a state makes sense, yeah. but the other five you can choose from. So, yes. what units did you do, AJ? And did you think like
1: did that then help you in your practice?
3: Hmm. I did family and employment. Mm-hmm. I for me it was different, like because I didn't do get to do employment and family at uni, so I thought I'll try um, family and so ever like you know different. um Like it's, so, it be good to have a knowledge in employment okay. and family yeah.
2: law. I find that a lot of PLT. When We're not here to teach you the law. Yeah. We've just done years of teaching you the law. Yeah. We're now saying, well, how does a lawyer, what does a lawyer do with that law now? How do they think? And they how do we act, act, act for a client yeah. okay. in that particular area of practice? Yeah.
0: And so I guess then the final question sort of to wrap it all up, what happens once you've completed PLT? Like you've finished your units, is it just straight in, you're done and qualified? Is there any like other steps that need to be done? Is there a little graduation? <laughs> so
2: in addition to your um, coursework and your work experience, you also do 10 hours of CPE, Continuing Professional Education as part mm. of our course, and that's really to get you in the mindset of a lawyer. Once you've got a practising certificate every year, you need to do to earn 10 Continuing Professional Development points yeah. um, to qualify for next year's certificate. Yeah. And so we've incorporated that into our course And we have 10 modules on legal tech and business skills to get you to think about some of the other peripheral skills that are really important to being a lawyer, but not necessarily strictly about lawyering. Um, And once you complete those three components, you're finished, Finished. you get awarded your certificate of completion, and you can apply to be admitted and go on your way.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for sitting down and talking and probably doing a really good job, yeah, of explaining PLT. Hopefully it clarifies a lot of things for people. It's just mysterious, like – afterlife yes. experience yes. so I think that will help a lot of people to know kind of what to expect and how they can actually use it and have it like a sort of float around their working yes. life and make it fit to them and that's really good to know so and if anybody
2: yeah. has any questions or wants to have a chat about PLT please reach out you can yeah. find me on LinkedIn or just yeah. call the college in WA and they'll put you in touch with me because I'm always happy to sort of answer questions have a chat perfect
0: that's great to know all right well thank you both of you then for taking the time
2: thank you
1: we wish to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on the land of the wadjuk people of the noongar nation and pay our respect to elders past and present we respect the knowledge and laws that traditional elders and aboriginal people in this place hold and pass on from generation to generation We'd also like to acknowledge the country that you are listening on and pay our respect to any other Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people that are listening today. Thanks to our presenting sponsor, The College of Law. Follow Murdoch Student Law Society on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on our next episodes.